0: Hello and welcome to Voices of Blue Scope, where we meet the people who work behind the scenes at Blue Scope to create strength every day. I'm your host, Martin Feld. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we're focusing on three modern-day pioneers at the Port Kembla Steelworks BOS facility, which stands for Basic Oxygen Steelmaking. Although women have worked at our global sites for decades in myriad roles, on the night of the 7th of October this year, Ruby O'Driscoll, Kiana Rogers, and Jill Smiley were the first to constitute an all-female team in the BOS control room, a crucial point in our manufacturing process. We took the opportunity to meet these three pioneers where they work, so that we could learn about their respective career paths, what happens at the BOS, and how they felt to be part of this significant moment in our company's history. First up, let's hear from Ruby who is an operations coordinator at the BOS. She reflects on her experience since joining as a cadet and gives a very thorough explanation of the function of the BOS. We're sitting here in the BOS control room with Rubio Driscoll. Kicking things off, can you tell us a little bit about your role and what goes on here at the BOS?
1: So the BOS stands for Basic Oxygen Steelmaking and essentially it's because we use basic fluxes that remove the impurities from the the iron that's produced from the blast furnace. The BOS essentially removes the carbon content from the iron, so we're getting it at about 4.5% carbon. We remove the carbon to about 0.04% for our standard colour bond grades um, and that's the basic oxygen steelmaking process. As well as removing carbon, we remove phosphorus, sulfur, silicon, titanium and any other impurities based on the grade. So my role specifically, I control the processes and coordinate the plant to produce the heats that we make per shift. So each grade requires specific chemistry for what the grade wants and my job is to make sure that that's in spec before we send it on to the next stage, which is steel treatment, before it gets cast into slabs and down the track into coils.
0: That's a great summary of the process. When it comes to the BOS itself and a BOS vessel, what does it look like? What's happening outside where we can hear that siren?
1: Okay, so at the moment we're charging the furnace and charging. we are charging up with scrap material and hot metal which is that's our way of saying the metal that we're receiving from the blast furnace so at the moment we're charging 75 tons of scrap metal and then the equivalent to make up 310 tons for a total charge the scrap can um, go up and down based on the hot metal temperatures and the uh, analysis of the chemistry that we're receiving at the time so the scraps are in big shoots, they're almost, I guess you could call them like, you know, they're big skips of scrap metal. They get charged up into the furnace first and then after that, the hot metal is poured in through via a ladle and after that, we stand the furnace up and put the oxygen lance in and start blow.
0: It sounds very complex and also like a very delicate procedure, there's a lot to think about. We're sitting here in a control room now, I can see a lot of flashing, there's screens everywhere, there's a lot to take in, and the key reason that we're here is that you were part of a rather significant historical event, you could say, being in one of these control rooms. Can you tell us about the team situation that you were in, here in BOS control room one a short time ago?
1: Uh, so on shift, we have four operators per shift, and uh, my role, which is the operations coordinator, as well as a team leader. so at At the time, we have someone in the control room, which was me. We have someone operating the furnace, our furnace operator, and we have someone on the charging floor that collects samples, sends samples, and sends the ladles away to the next station. And it just happened that on that shift, all the holes in the cheese lined up, and we had myself in the control room. We had Kiana, who's already on my shift. She was on charging floor, and then we had Jill, who was on overtime that night on the furnace and it's special because jill's the first female to be a furnace operator so that's very special and it just happened that we're all on at the same time and we thought it was we thought it was great we walked into the the crib room and one of the guys was like oh what's going on here
0: so (laughs) So, not planned at all
1: no not for that reason no it was just it just happened that kiana and i were already on we've worked together a lot and it just happened that jill worked an overtime shift on that particular role that she's accredited to do
0: so you all work together in some capacity generally, but the stars aligned in this case?
1: Yeah, yeah, we all work together and there are some female crane drivers as well. Uh, they weren't on that shift that day, but yeah, it was just that we had all just aligned for us to all be working on the, same, on the same day, same night, same night shift.
0: And what is it like working in a place like this where you've got so much to keep track of both in this room and outside? You, you work well together, it, what's the experience?
1: Yeah, everyone knows their role and everyone's accountable. We all work well as a team, we all get on really well, which you have to, especially working shift work, working nights, you know, three o'clock in the morning can be quite tough. But yeah, everyone knows their role, everyone knows the risks that we don't want to take and the risks that we do want to take and we know how to mitigate those risks. Batch processing, we work together to get from start to finish each heat out, which is about 15 to 18 heats per shift.
0: Regarding your personal development here in your career, how long have you been with Blue Scope and what can you tell us about your career trajectory? What what have you experienced?
1: So I actually started in 2013 as a mechanical engineering cadet. You can read about that on the cadetship pages, but it's a great program where I I started fundamentally on a a mechanical role and worked my way up through seven years of full-time work and part-time university built my knowledge base up that way. Um, I then decided that I wanted to branch out and try operations. So I, I had my mechanical and I loved my mechanical, but I thought, why not try operations, get a bit more experience. The manager at the time gave me an opportunity to start on day shift, and then I thought, I really like this, so I'll apply for a job on shift. And then I've got the job. So I've been doing this for almost a year now. And it's been really great. It's very different to what I was used to, but you're still using your core skills. Engineering is about decision making and processes and I'm still using that now just in a different context.
0: What can you say about the experience of working at Blue Scope in general?
1: It's great at the moment because we're getting a lot more females in here so I don't feel as though we're limited in our career progression. My manager at the moment's female and she pushes myself, but she pushes everyone, and everyone gives you opportunities, and no, it's just a really great environment to work in. It's a great team environment, and it's great working with not just uh, gender diversity, but cultural diversity. We work with a lot of different cultures and people. It's a really great environment. I really enjoy it, and I've enjoyed, this is coming up to my eighth year here, and I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it.
0: Thank you so much for your time today. It would be great to chat.
1: Yeah, you too, thank you.
0: Now it's time to meet Kiana, a BOS operator who made the leap from working behind a desk at an IT company to the world of manufacturing. She shares what it's like to learn a range of new skills and to prioritise safety. We've just spoken to Ruby about the experience of working within the BOS and some of the things that go on here, but we want to hear your perspective as well. What can you tell us about your role here at the BOS?
2: Um, So I'm an operator and I've been here for just over two years. As an operator there's six roles to learn um, and I'm currently learning the fifth. So each block we rotate so it's it's never the same. The first role we learned was the mule. Second is hot metal, pouring hot metal so he pours into a ladle. The third is slag raking. Fourth is charging floors. So it's taking samples of the steel we've just made and bubbling the alloys through the ladle. The fifth is the furnace so tapping out a heat, and the sixth is a desulf, so taking the sulphur out of the metal. So yeah, it's been great working for Blue Scope so far, and shift work's been challenging, but it is, at the end of the day, it's really worth it.
0: What appealed to you about working at Blue Scope in the first place? What attracted you here?
2: I always worked in an office before and I was always finding myself just so bored sitting in an office looking at a computer all the time. And I was always just daydreaming, looking out the window like, there has to be more. And I just wanted to try something more adventurous. And then this just popped up and I went for the interview and I got it. And yeah, I tried it out and yeah, I'm still here almost three years later.
0: One of the things that I've heard from a lot of people over time who I've spoken to is the thing that stands out to them when they arrive here is the scale of everything. Did that?
2: terrify you or
0: surprise you in a way how big everything is
2: definitely so when I first got here I had my interview and then I went for a tour of the plant and I remember I got up to the top of the stairs and I was like shaking so bad I was petrified and then the first couple of weeks I was still scared a little bit but it's amazing how the more you work with it the it just becomes everyday life kind of thing it's just natural
0: those six things that you mentioned before that's a lot to take in what was What was the steepest learning curve coming here after working in such a different background?
2: I think the first role I ever learnt here was probably the biggest learning curve because you had to learn where you can walk and what times you can walk in certain places and you know, you gotta look out for forklifts and all the kind of zones you have to look out for. But that was the biggest thing. I think I had experience with computers before. I worked for an IT company. So that's helped heaps with kind of the computer side of things like the programs and stuff we use to log our pouring hot metal and that kind of thing.
0: There's a real theme here of diversity, not just in men and women, but even the skills that you bring. So you came yep. from a totally different background, yep. different working role, but those totally. skills that, I mean, I certainly wouldn't have assumed that an IT skill would translate well here, but you've brought yeah. that with you and it's worked.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Now, given the historical context of this episode, an all-female team for really the first time at the BOS control room number one, what was that like when you realised what was going on? Did it feel a bit weird or
2: Yeah, it felt pretty it felt pretty good. We were all pretty stoked with ourselves. We've kept the plant running. We've made quality steel together, so yeah, it was pretty historic.
0: Moving away from history and now to the future, what do you see in your own future career-wise at Blue Scope?
2: Blue Scope's a great company to work for. I definitely don't want to be leaving Blue Scope. So I'm currently chaining up on the furnace, so that's the next step for me. And yeah, I'll be the second woman on the furnace to be signed off, so that would be great. And yeah, from then on, the world is your oyster.
0: The world is your oyster, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kiana. Thank you. (laughs) Finally, we chat with Jill, who earlier this year became our first ever female furnace operator at the BOS. She discusses this achievement and what excites her about working with BlueScope. Now, this is a bit of a momentous episode you are the first ever signed off female furnace operator here at the BOS in Port Kembla. Can you tell us what that's like? Tell us a bit about your history and your role here and what led up to that?
3: I've been here for just over two years, same as Kiana. I've went, come up through the, the six roles. This is the fifth role that I've learned. Um, becoming the furnace operator for me was my ultimate achievement because I wanted to be the same as all the rest of the guys that I work with. So for me I was driven to make sure I did this job, but now I found out there's another job I have to train on now, so I'll be training on the desulfurisation plant, they're training me up for that as well. But coming, becoming the furnace operator was, yeah, I was quite pleased. It was quite special.
0: What's involved in furnace operation?
3: Oh, you have to tap out the, the ladle first of all, so you have to tap out 240 tonnes of quality metal, send it back through to the furnace, they, they send it back through to the caster, they'll empty the pot, then you'll charge up for the next slot, so you'll be charging maybe 80 tonnes of scrap and 240 tonnes of metal simultaneously in the furnace, so you have to pour at the same time that the crane operator is pouring either the metal or the scrap, make sure that you're, you don't spill any, and they'll, they'll add in the oxygen, they'll add in other alloys, they'll mix it up and then we'll tap out another heat and make another.
0: You said that you've been doing this for two years
3: i've been doing the furnace since january i've been signed off was january i Mm
0: -hmm. think yeah okay did you come from an industrial background before or is this a new career this is
3: completely new to me i came from finance to come to such a huge scale of an operation it was just mind-blowing how big it is everything here is big the trucks are big the ladles are big everything's huge and it takes a while to get used to the enormity of the size of the place that you're working in
0: and things become second nature after time because safety's a big deal Sa-
3: yeah safety's huge here and blue scope are top for their safety but you don't get blasé about it but you get used to how big things are and the consequences of things that could go wrong you're prepared for that but there's generally not much goes wrong to be honest
0: Given that you were already the first female furnace operator, what does it mean to you to then be part of the first ever all-female team in the control room?
3: Oh, that was awesome. I was called in to do an overnight shift and it turned out that the three of us would be working together.
0: It's really the A-team, right? Yeah,
3: we'd be the A-team, we'd been calling A. G. Charlie, <laughs> but no, it was a really good night. It was good. Nothing went wrong. We produced 18 heats. We produced about 5,000 tonnes of quality steel. So.
0: That's a big a number to wrap your head around.
3: It's a huge number. When you see it outside at the caster, it's a huge amount of metal.
0: So what do you enjoy most about working as a furnace operator? What, what keeps you coming to work every day?
3: Every day is completely different. Every single day. Although we're doing the same job day in and day out, every day is different. Every heat is different. It's just a different day. You can never be bored. Everything's just still quite new and still exciting to be here. So yeah, I love it here.
0: What would you say to a young woman who might be thinking about entering an industry like this? What would you say to them if they thought they could never enter a place like this?
3: Oh, I'd say go for it. and I got the job and I've worked my way up and I'd say to anybody, apply. Just apply it. You never know what will happen.
0: Because you're bringing your own set of unique skills, aren't
3: you? Yeah, I'm bringing one set of unique skills up. Fairly older than the other two girls, so I have more experience than them, but yeah, bringing my own experience to here with computers and stuff, yeah, it's been good.
0: You mentioned that you're training for another role, yeah. what can you tell us about that?
3: Well, um, we've had the desulfurisation plant incorporated into the BOS and we'll be running it now, and what happens is the metal that comes out from the blast furnace gets treated and ultimately I'll be treating the metal before it comes into the BOS. So I'll be in charge of the whole desulfurization plant, which is slightly smaller, but it's still on a a big scale. Lots to learn? Lots to learn, yeah. Lots of big machinery, lots of heavy lifting, just lots to learn.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jill. It's been great to have you on. Thanks. That brings us to the end of this episode, and we wish to thank Ruby, Kiana, and Jill for their kind participation. Make sure to visit the show notes in your podcast player for links to further content. In particular, you'll find a link to a special Focus On clip on our YouTube profile, which shows the BOS in action, along with the perspectives of those who work there. For other news and updates, go to bluescope.com, visit Bluescope on LinkedIn, or follow at Bluescope on Twitter. Thank you for listening to Voices of Bluescope. Until next time.